learning the morale in others, we discusses the three pillars on which the world stands. And he obviously draws the connection to what we have understood ourselves of the three pillars of the world and the three people who pillars of Klai Yisrael, the three Avos. So of course there's a connection between the Avos and the three Amodim. The Maharal is not the only one to highlight this connection, but there is a certain Chiddush in the way he explains it. So let's look together how the Maharal describes the connection between the three Avos and the three Amodim. And he says in the paragraph we start with Teda, just like these principles of the three Amud Eidam, the three pillars of the world, they also call the pillars of the world. And therefore, if they are pillars of the world, they have to embody each of the three principles, which are the, the pillars on which the world stands. That's clear to us. We know that Abraham was called Amr Chesed, the person who was always involved in doing Chesed. The Pazak says that he planted an Eishel. What does it mean, planted an Eishel? So the two opinions in the Gemara. Either it's a Pundak, which means he he was Vayitza Oil, which means he established a tent, and that became a base for his Achnasus Arachim, or he planted a vineyard, a paradise. It's like an orchard. Each way you're going to learn that, Achsev, Titan, Emes, Diyako, Chesed, Davra. Davazim, Avua, Vayna, Arachal, it's well known that Avram Avinu represents the Midas Achesed. But there is more depth to this. And that is, we think of Avram representing the Midas Chesed just for the sake of being kind, doing Chesed. There was something deeper in Avram's doing Chesed. There was also, Avram was using Chesed as a way to teach. And what does that mean? Let's look together at the Gemara. And the Gemara says, the Gemara Kedusha, the Gemara is talking about the wedding of the son of Ramon Gamliel. And Ramon Gamliel, the father of the Chosun, invites his friends, the other Tanoim, as guests to his son's wedding. And we have the scene opening when the other Tanoim are sitting around the table at the wedding of Ramon Gamliel's son. And Ramon Gamliel is what's so serving the guests he has a lechaim he's serving the guests something to drink so he approaches the table of the chachamim and he asks his brother or Abeliezer he offers him a drink and Abeliezer refuses to accept so when Gamriel offers Rabbi Yeshua a drink and Rabbi Yeshua accepts and Abeliezer turns to Rabbi Yeshua and he says Mazi Yeshua how, would, how are you allowed to accept a drink from the Nasi the Nasi is a din to mechabit him to honor him, and if that's the case, how do you let him serve you? And Rabbi Yeshua's answer to him was, I have a precedent for this. We found somebody greater who serves guests to less than him. 
And the example I'll be sure gives is Avraham Avinu. And that is Avraham Avinu, he served the Malachim himself, he waited on them, while they ate under the tree. And even though Avraham was on a greater level than the Malachim were, nevertheless he served them. And therefore, there's nothing wrong with accepting a drink from Ram Gamliel. The Gemara doesn't end there. There's another Tana who's also seated at the table with him, and that's Avtadok. And Avtadok joins the discussion. And he says, why are you bringing a Raya, a proof that someone greater can serve somebody less than him, from Bas of Adam, from people? I'll bring you a better Raya. I'll bring you a Raya from Hashem. Why? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes the sun shine, He makes the clouds form, He makes the rain fall, He makes the plants grow, and that's really preparing food for every human being. So here you have Hashem acting in the service of people. Isn't that a better example of someone greater who's serving those who are less than Him? That's where the Suga ends. And I want to ask you a question. And that is, how, how do we understand the proof that Rav Tzadok brings? The proof from Avraham Avinu is a good proof, because Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua were discussing, should they accept being served by Ram Gamliel, or should they decline to be served by Ram Gamliel? And in that case, Rabbi Yeshua brings an example from Avraham Avinu, that you see his guests accepted service from him. And if that's the case, it wasn't wrong for him to accept a drink for Rabbi Gamliel. But Rabbi Tzadok isn't bringing a riot to anything which makes sense. What's Rabbi Tzadok saying? That HaKadosh Baruch Hu serves people by causing food to grow. Is that something we could decline? We have the option of saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we don't feel it's respectful for you to serve us. Therefore, please don't. We'll manage without the rain, without you making the crops grow. That's not an option. And if that's the case, what's the proof from Rav Tzadok? By Kaddish Baruch Hu, we accept service because there's no other option. Everything comes from Hashem. But when it comes to accepting service from a person, so then you can choose, is it appropriate for us to accept, or is it more appropriate for us to decline? What's more of a sign of COVID? So how do we understand the proof from Rav Tzadok? So to explain this, we need to look back and understand the bigger principle. And that is to try and understand what Abraham Avinu was trying to accomplish with the chesed that he did. Of course, there's an advantage to chesed, but there's something more than that, something deeper. And that is and the principle I'm about to share with you. I heard the basis from Mary Virabi, Ramosha Shapiro, I'm just expanding on it a little bit. And he said, that that perspective, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is creating the world and running the world to serve a person, was something that when the world was aware that there's a Creator, they came to that recognition too. There's a Creator, He built a world, and He's running the world, all in order to serve a person. In the pyramid, so to speak, of creations, man stands at the apex, and it looks like even spiritually, the world is centered around providing the needs of a person. And if that's the case, a person was likely to think that he is the pinnacle of creation. And for some reason, even 
the spiritual forces that run the world are really subservient to him. Why a person would think that, I don't know. But that would be the result of his analysis. I see that the world is built, that everything serves the man. If that's the case, man obviously is, is the most important thing that there is. Because in the worldview of people at the time, it wouldn't make sense why, a per- why something greater should serve something less than it. It wouldn't make sense why a, a creation on a higher level would demean itself to serve something less. And if that's the case, if we see that everything is created for the service of a person, then it must be for some reason that a person is the most important thing in the world. Everything revolves around him. And this mindset carries over into the original of our desire. We've said this many times, and that is that the point of a desire, the mistake was, when people understood how spiritual koichas work, then they looked at it as how can we manipulate these spiritual forces for our benefit. The idea of a desire wasn't because people accepted the forces that they were serving, the divine koich that they were trying to work with, as greater than them, and therefore their service was an act of submission. Exactly the opposite. It was a, t- a way to try and manipulate the spiritual kaychas, to try and get what one could for them. And what this is the, the depth of what Chazal mean in a very brief comment. And that is, when it comes to Rishayim, Haim oimdim al elihayim. They stand above their gods. Yes, they need to work with whatever gods they have in order to try and achieve what they want to achieve. But they stand above their gods. They think themselves is more important. And that at the end of the day, the purpose is to serve them. And when Avraham Avinu recognizes Hashem, there's a tremendous change in perspective. Because Avraham Avinu recognizes that Hashem is infinitely greater than the person. And that's what it says about Tzadikim. But Tzadikim elekeim oimid me'alem. They understand that the God, their God Hashem stands above them. But if that's the case, so then the obvious question is if Hashem is greater than a person, why would he concern himself in trying to help the person? Why would he busy himself in activities which are there for the benefit of a person? This was the conceptual question which Avraham Avinu faced in his determination to prove that HaKadosh Baruch is greater than a person. And the world revolves around Hashem, not the person. So what is Avraham Avinu's answer? Avraham Avinu's answer was to build an Eishel. And in that Eishel, he used to serve people. He used to wait on them head and foot. He used to provide them ready for all their needs. 
Now imagine how the guests in the room of Venus Palace felt. A tired, bedraggled stranger wandering through the desert is brought into the richest state of Avramavino, seated rarely at the table, looked after and given everything he wants. What's a person going to feel? Imagine what happened to us. We'd be traveling in an unfamiliar place and suddenly invited inside with great honor, given everything we could dream of. What would a person be thinking? They'd probably be thinking, how much am I going to get charged for the service? Which we see Chazal says was exactly the way the people at the time thought to. And after they asked Avram, Avram, how much do we owe you? And the answer was, you don't owe me anything. So now, how's the person going to feel? Somebody went out of their way to look after me, to provide all my needs, and he doesn't want anything for it. Why did he do that? So as a person going to think, it must be he did it because I'm much greater than him. And therefore he feels compelled to serve me. Who would think like that? You see he's a wealthy landowner. You see this whole estate belongs to him. You're a nobody. You're a poor traveler who he doesn't even know your name. But a person really think it must be I'm greater than him and that's why he's serving me? Well, what other option could there be? So they asked Avram, Avram Avinu, why are you doing this for us? And his answer was, there's a mailer called Chesed. A novel concept in a pagan world. There's a mailer called Chesed. I don't do things for you because I have to. I don't do things for you because I have I'm I feel you, you are greater than I am. It's the other way around. It's the greater person who's able to provide for someone less than him. And once people could come to that feeling, and that is, I've received so much, and I don't feel that the one who is my benefactor is necessarily subservient to me. And I can hear that the reason he's giving me is in order to do chesed. So then they were open to hearing that now think what HaKadosh Baruch does in the world. All he does for a person, don't make the mistake of thinking it's because he owes it to you. It's because you're great enough to deserve it. Understand it's filling the same point. HaKadosh Baruch wants to do chesed. That was the emuna that Avraham Avinu brought people to with the chesed that he did. Chazal says in the Midrash that Avram, after feeding his guests, taught them how to thank Hashem for the food, how to bench. Now I understand the Oymek. If a person can appreciate the chesed which is done for them without assuming it's my due or my right, then think about the chesed Hashem does for you. And accept it as a chesed. That's the first point. And therefore, let's look back to the Gemara now. And that is, Rav Tzadok says, why are you bringing a raya mi basar vadam? 
Not because the raya from Avraham Avinu is not a good raya. That someone greater serves those who are less than him. But Avraham Avinu himself was acting the way he was acting in order to teach people to see that Hashem does the same thing. And therefore the question isn't is it pr- appropriate to accept or not to accept. When it comes to HaKadosh Baruch one doesn't have the option of not accepting. But it's important to understand that the way HaKadosh Baruch acts in the world is by doing chesed. God He is greater than those who He is serving. But we're not yet done. Because it's true that there's a point of doing chesed. But there's also the question, Rabbi Yezir is also right, to accept service from someone who's greater than you is a lack of COVID. And if that's the case, if that's the case, why was it right for Ramon Gamliel to serve them? Why is it right for Hashem to serve people? Why isn't it likewise a lack of COVID? And the answer is, imagine if Ramon Gamliel and Rabbi Lezer had been sitting together at the chasna of somebody else. And when the three of them were seated together and guests, Imagine if Rabbi Yishir would stand up to Rabbi Gamriel and say, Gamriel, please, would you please get up and get me a drink? We would agree, we understand, that's not considered appropriate. A lack of COVID. You're going to turn to a godl and ask him to serve you? Imagine if you were seated at a table with your Rosh Hashiva. And say, Rosh Hashiva, would you mind please getting up to bring me something from the kitchen? We would understand ourselves that's not the right thing to do. It's a lack of COVID. Why? And the answer is, and this is the Yisad, for a Godel to be Mishamish is appropriate because he's the Balabais. And therefore, as the Balabais, he's serving his guests, there's nothing wrong with that. But if it wouldn't be like that, then there would actually be a question. Why is he? Why? Why? Why should he demean himself, so to speak, to serve those who are less than him? For Abraham Avinu to welcome and guests and host them was appropriate. He was the balabais. And similarly, why is it not a lack of kvod shemaim for us to accept the chesed of Hashem the whole time? The answer, because he's the balabais. And for a Balabais to serve his guests is okay. That's part of being a host. Even if he's greater than his guests are. And therefore, our entitlement to accept from HaKadosh Baruch Hu is because we appreciate he's the Balabais. Isn't this the message of Sukkot? On the one hand, Sukkot is the time of the year where we most enjoy Hashem's Baruch It's the Chag Asif. When all the granaries are full. It's the time of year when there's a matter And how are we allowed to accept so much time from Hashem? The answer is because we sit in the sukkah. 
The sukkah symbolizes temporary, temp, the temporary nature of this world. The, simple, the sukkah symbolizes that we aren't, so to speak, in the lap of luxury now, furnished, warmed houses. We're out in the open. The sukkah symbolizes that we are temporary visitors in Hashem's world. But we don't find that there's an Indian therefore to eat simple food. We don't find there's an Indian therefore to restrict ourselves to a minimum of physical enjoyment in the circuit. On the contrary, it's yamtif. And a person should eat and drink the best that they're able to. Why? Because the point of circus is to realize you're a guest. And when a person realizes he's a guest, then there's nothing wrong with letting the Balabai serve you. It's only if a person doesn't realize he's a guest, then it's a lack of Pachamayim. Why can you allow Kodesh Baruch to do things for you? So those are the two sides. Number one, the lesson Abraham was teaching, and that is that our Kodesh Baruch does things for people, even though he's a God, even though he's great in them, because there's a value of doing chesed. Chesed for people who are under you. And number two, it's only appropriate for people to accept chesed from someone greater than them when the one who's greater is the host. And therefore, what, what makes it allowed, so to speak, for us to, us to receive all our Kodesh Baruch Hu's in the world it's as much as we realize that he's the host. It's his world and we're the guests. So that's the first Amud. That's the Amud of Avraham Avinu. That's the Amud of Chesed.